0: Let's lift our voices together as we sing this wonderful hymn of our faith.
1: Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter. faith our fathers roamed the earth with the power of his promise Yeah. Right.
0: Our scripture reading this morning is Philippians chapter 4, 11 through 14. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength
2: good morning thank you for worshiping with us it was five months ago oh how our world has changed in five months the world of COVID-19 is a different world in which we live in five months ago I shared the annual sermon do you remember the key verse for the annual sermon this year The key verse that we would shape and that would form and and direct our our life and ministry together over this next year it was hebrews 13 verse 8 that verse says jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever in the past five months our world has changed but jesus christ has not. He is the same Savior who saved us yesterday, who continues to save us today. He is the same Savior who we trusted in yesterday, who continues to be trustworthy even today. He is the same light that calls us from darkness. He is the same way that directs our paths. He is the same truth that offers instruction and insight and correction. He is the same bread of life that strengthens and nourishes us. He is the same resurrection that brings life in the midst of our deaths and who offers eternal life to all who will believe and trust in Him. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today, and forever. Yet, here we are, a world that has changed and a Savior that is not, and the church at the center of this tension. The truth is, is that we are yet to fully understand the impact of the changes that are taking place in our world and in our community. But what we do know is that churches that are able to navigate these changes are the churches that will continue to, to be and to have the presence of Christ in our communities and in our world. Those churches that do not adjust and, and do not make the appropriate changes are, are those churches that will soon find their doors shuttered. But here is the good news. In the midst of this change, in the midst of COVID-19, Jesus Christ is the same. He continues to be the foundation upon which we can build our churches and our lives. He continues to be the lifeblood running through our veins. He continues to be the breath that gives life. And he continues to be the creative word that allows us to speak and to act. When Jesus says He is making all things new. This is not just our hope for tomorrow, but it is our promise for today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some of us, however, really struggle with change. Change can be the source of fear. It can be the source of anxiety and worry in our lives. Jesus may be the same, you say, but... My life is different. My my life is changing. Jesus may be the same, but things at home are different. Jesus may be the same, but church is different. Jesus may be the same, but I no longer have a job. How can I cope with all these changes going on in my life? Well, today I'd like to offer a word of encouragement to each of us as we navigate and pass through these days of tremendous change. If you would, turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 14. This is a letter of Paul to the church at Philippi. We'll begin in verse 11. Paul says, not that I speak from want. Paul is in prison. And he says here, I'm not speaking out of any want or need that I have. It's interesting that just a few verses later in chapter 3, Paul tells us all the things that he's lost in the eyes of the world, that that he's given up, that he's suffered as lost because of following after Christ. And here he is in prison, writing to the church at Philippi. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances that I am. I know how to get along in humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. I know how to live in every circumstance. I've learned the secret of being filled and the secret of going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction." Paul speaks from his prison cell. He speaks to share good news with us. He speaks to help us to to fight through and to, to battle through times of change, times of lack in our lives. And he begins by saying that he has learned to be content. Now, content doesn't mean to to settle for second best or to just be resigned to whatever circumstances that you find yourself in. No, to be content means that Paul says, I have enough. I have found that in whatever circumstance I'm in, that, that I am sufficient, that I need nothing more. I'm adequate for whatever circumstance I find myself in. You see, Paul had learned the secret. And here's the secret. That I can do all things through Him, through Christ who strengthens me. Paul's secret is this. Jesus is the all-sufficient One who in any circumstance that Paul finds himself, that Jesus is sufficient. That Jesus is enough. No matter what the challenge What the shortfall, what the surplus, Jesus is enough. And because of this, even in prison, even when he's lost all these things that the world would say are so important, Paul says that he needs nothing else. He's content. Here's what I think Paul's meaning is. I think Paul would say, I'm totally content and satisfied in the Lord. I have everything I need. That is, I have all the strength, all the faith, all the courage, all the hope that I need. I have everything I need for every occasion, every circumstance, every change that I encounter. I have all the grace, all the mercy, all the forgiveness, all the love that I need to get through anything that comes my way in Jesus Christ I have everything now for Paul this is a contentment that he has learned he says I have learned this is the way he lives his life this is the practice that he has established it is the attitude with which he encounters every situation and circumstance and situation of life it is the decision that he's made to trust to obey to follow jesus christ as lord of his life his secret is the result of discovering that jesus is sufficient for all of his needs when things are going great jesus is enough When things are difficult, when he finds himself lacking, Jesus is enough. Paul has learned to be content in Christ. He's discovered that no matter the circumstance, Jesus is enough. Jesus' strength, Jesus' courage, his faith and his wisdom, those are all the things that Paul finds in Christ Jesus and he's experienced them through all the circumstances and situations of life. Do you know what I think of when I I read this passage when when I think of Paul sharing how in in the good times and in the bad times that he's found himself content and satisfied in Christ Jesus? This makes me think of marriage. 30 years ago this past March, Gay and I took our wedding vows. We promised to love, to trust, and to be faithful to one another, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health and in cancer, in life and in death. In other words, we declared, we vowed that we would build our marriage And our family upon this truth that we would be enough for each other. We promised that as husband and wife we would seek no other person regardless of the circumstances that we found ourselves in. We would be content with each other. You see this is the secret to marriage. And when marriage is lived out in this way, it offers us a beautiful picture of the secret of life, the secret of our relationship with Jesus Christ. That no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in, Jesus is enough. Jesus provides everything that we would have and everything that we would need and that we would lack nothing in Him. So, in the world of COVID-19, what does it mean to be content and to find our strength in Jesus Christ? First, it means that even though this virus is taking control of many areas of our life, that we can still be content and satisfied and have enough in Christ Jesus. Yes, people are hurting we are hurting we are afraid people are frustrated and people are angry some are spiraling downward but here is the secret jesus is enough we must believe in him trust in him follow and obey him this is an act of faith this is an act of Our will of turning our life over to Jesus. It's adapting and adopting an attitude of Christ. It's committing our lives to Him. And when we surrender our life to Jesus, we will receive His love, His grace, His mercies, and we will find the strength for the hard work, the hard work of living our lives of finding healing in our lives, the hard work of learning to be content in every circumstance. Secondly, this means that in our marriages and in our families, we can also find contentment. More than anything, COVID-19 has impacted our families. We've been forced to live together and to interact with each other more than ever before. We've taken more walks together, played more games together, binged more television together, cooked together, worked together around the house and around the yard. More meals together has meant more conversations with each other. Online worship has meant that our living rooms have become sanctuaries, places of worship in our own homes. And while the front porch has seen its share of visitors, the back porch has become a place of reconnecting and deepening our relationships with our family members. Yes, some families have found themselves in crisis, needing help, encouragement, and instruction in figuring out how to be a family a family that actually lives and shares life together. Parents, both single and married, are needing different kinds of support and encouragement than ever before. The church must discover and minister in different ways, strengthening marriages, developing parent skills, coming alongside parents and grandparents, and developing new ways for families to worship with one another, to learn, and to serve together as we look to the future. Wouldn't it be incredible if God, during this season of COVID-19, revived and renewed our marriages and our families? If our contentment will begin first with Christ, I believe that this contentment will follow in our marriages and families. And finally, this means that our churches must also learn to be content and satisfied in Christ Jesus. He is our strength. He is our purpose. He is our mission. Let us remember that the world has changed but that Jesus in His call on our lives has not. And while the church is not going away, the church, I believe, will never quite look the same as it did even just five months ago. People who love and study and work in the church are saying that there may not be a path back to where the church was then. Churches are beginning to reopen across the nation. But a new world impacted by COVID-19 needs a new church. A new church to meet the needs, new needs, and to minister to a different people. It will be critical and crucial over these next weeks and months that we learn to let go of what is no longer effective and that we learn to embrace the new movements of the Spirit of God in this time. First Baptist begins that journey tonight at 7 o'clock. We will gather together for the first time in 12 weeks for an outdoor evening of praise. Our worship team will lead music, we will offer our prayers, and I will bring a brief message of encouragement. Comanche Street will be closed. So we will encourage you and invite you to to enter into the church parking lots from Eufaula Street. We will gather in front of the sanctuary. So bring your long chairs and you'll be able to sit there along Comanche Street under the trees there. Uh, Sit by your car or inside your car if, if that's where you feel safer. But we will begin that journey of coming back together and of reuniting ourselves in fellowship and worship with each other tonight. And then next Sunday, on June the 7th, we will gather in our sanctuary for worship at 1030. We are asking everyone to RSVP online or by calling the church office to let us know so that we can make sure we have adequate seating as we'll be sitting and observing social distance. Our ministry staff has developed guidelines to create the safest environment possible for us to worship and gather back together. These guidelines will be made available to you online and and through some emails that you'll be receiving in these next days. For those unable or not yet ready to return to church in the sanctuary, we will continue to provide online worship each week. The world is changing And so must we in the way we do church. If we find our contentment and our strength in Christ, these days will be filled with many new things and new opportunities. Our message of faith, hope, and love remains the same. The gift of God's grace, forgiveness, and eternal life continues to offer stability and a foundation upon which to build our lives, our families, and our churches during these changing times. Those who are overwhelmed by change, by guilt, by shame, by hopelessness, can still find a faith and trust and a foundation for their life. Upon Jesus for he is the same yesterday today and forever as we open our doors again to a new world let us be ready for the new things that God is preparing for us for we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and in this we can be content for He is everything we need. Let's pray. Father, we give thanks for this reminder today that You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the same today as You were in in the pre-COVID world just a few weeks and months ago. And You are the same still the same God that loves and redeems and calls us unto Yourself. And Father, we pray for Your church. We we pray for this church as we begin to to reopen, as we begin to to meet together again for worship, as we begin to to meet together again in ministry, in fellowship, and in service. Lord, open our eyes, speak newly and, and freshly into our midst so that we can know and, and, and learn how to better minister and serve in this changing world. And Father, I pray that it would begin with each individual. It would begin in our families. And Father, that we would learn to be content with you. And Father, that you would continue to change and renew our lives, renew our families during this time. And for this we give thanks, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank <music> Thank you again for worshiping with us please let us know how we can be praying for you over these days if god is stirring something in your heart please let us know so that we can walk along beside you and encourage you in that way please let us know how we can be praying for you if there is a specific need that we might be able to pray with you about Our website will be filled with updates over these next days and and our guidelines as we prepare for next Sunday. And please remember to RSVP and let us know you're coming for worship next week. And tonight, I hope you'll be able to enjoy us for an outdoor evening of praise and of worship. We'll begin at 7 and look forward to seeing you as you come back to First Baptist and as we worship together tonight. And now, our Minister of Worship Arts, Chad Smith, comes to offer some instruction and encouragement as we prepare for worshiping together next Sunday. Thank you, and God bless.
0: Hello, First Baptist Norman family. I am so excited to share with you that beginning Sunday, June 7th at 10.30 a.m., we are resuming our in-person worship here at the church. And we want you to know that it's important for everyone who plans to attend to go online and RSVP for this service. You can also call the church office. We want to make sure that we have enough room to accommodate all who wants to come. So please go online or call the church office to RSVP. When you arrive here on campus and park and make your way to the building, we will have two entrances available. The church office entrance will be open and the kids' zone entrance, which is also known as the breezeway, will be open. And so you'll need to make your way to one of those entrances. We're going to provide a touch-free experience as you enter and exit the building. Now the doors are gonna open at 10 a.m. So as you arrive here at the doors, a greeter will open the door for you you'll make your way here inside the foyer and you'll check in with the host to let us know that you are here. Now we are going to be practicing social distancing and we'll also be using face masks for our safety. So please come with a face mask and wear those as you enter and exit the building. And also if you're going to be going through the hallways or going to the restroom, we're asking that you wear those as well. Now, if you don't have a mask, don't worry. We'll have some here available at the host desk. Now, after you've checked in, you have your mask on, it's time to make our way to the sanctuary. So you can use the stairs to go up to the sanctuary, or there will also be a greeter who can help you use the elevator. So I'll see you at the sanctuary. Once you make your way to the sanctuary doors, an usher will greet you and help get you to your seat. We will seat everyone from the back to the front to assist with the social distancing guidelines. And we want you to know that you probably won't be able to sit in the seat that you're used to sitting in, but that is okay. What's important is that we'll be back together worshiping as a church family. For safety reasons, we have removed everything from the pew racks, and we will not have a printed order of worship. Now, when we get to congregational singing, I'm so excited that we'll be singing together again. But because of the concerns with the virus and singing, we ask that you put your mask on during the congregational singing. Now, we've removed the front center pew chairs from the sanctuary so that our worship leaders can lead us without their masks. But we have left some chairs on the sides up front for those who have mobility concerns. There are just a few more things you need to know about us gathering again for worship. First, all of the water fountains will be closed, and we will not have coffee. So if you think you'll need something to drink, we encourage you to bring your own water bottle. Also, hand sanitizer will be readily available, and we ask that you use that as you need it. Now, when we get to the end of the service, which should be less than an hour, we ask that you remain seated, and our ushers will help dismiss everyone starting at the front and making their way to the back and as you exit and go outside we encourage you to fellowship and enjoy seeing one another but we do ask that you maintain a healthy social distance and one last thing we will still offer an online worship service and we encourage those who are 65 and over or who have underlying health issues to please stay at home and watch our service online. I can't wait to see you next Sunday.